but I really felt like it went along with, with what I'm going to share, so it was confirmation to me. So uh, thank you for that boldness. I know I've been in services where uh, I really felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, you need to say something, and it almost felt like sin not to. And uh, so I thank you for the boldness to step out. Um, we're talking a little bit today, and I, I was all over the place this week just trying to figure out what God will want us to do. And even now, I'm, I'm, I feel like the Lord's moving me all different ways. But we're going to talk about walking in the Spirit and what it is and learning to abide, thank you, honey, in His presence. In uh, Galatians, we're going to start there. How many love the Word of God? Amen. If you love the Word, you're basically saying that you love Jesus because Jesus is the Word manifest. He is the Word written on paper. We thank you, God, for your word. And God is love, amen? Okay, Galatians 5, starting in 16. It's talking about the spirit and the flesh. It's a real uh, topic for anywhere you're at, amen? How many know that, that when Jesus, we, his, he was revealed to us through somebody preaching or sharing, because faith comes by hearing, and how many are thankful that God loved us enough to accept us wherever we were, and he loves us too much to leave us there, so if anything that we say to each other, or even today, anything grinds you, hopefully it's in a positive way, that steel sharpens steel. I mean, my wife makes me a better man. And I hope that I make her a better woman, you know. And our friends, our close-knit Christian friends, should lift each other up and challenge each other and empower each other, right? So when I read this, Galatians 5, verse 16, it says, But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are up in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And we, all, we know all the deeds of the, of the flesh because it's so easy to fall into these things. But we'll read them here. It says, Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions. We just had a, how many know we just had an election? I mean, this is all over the TV. Um, people just slander each other, and, and, and there's riots, people getting, throwing stuff at each other, and people getting tear-gassed, um, and that's where we're at. This is the flesh. Envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now let's flip the script. It says, but God, right? But... The fruit of the Spirit, and this is our born-again human spirit, the, the fruit that we can exhibit, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So how many know that all those things are God? It's, it's fruit from His Spirit, and he, he's the one who get, empowers us 
to do anything good. Because nothing that we do, none of our righteousness, it says, it says in the word that our own righteousness is filthy rags. Jesus became sin on the cross. Do we know that? He took our place. We deserved hell. We deserved to die without him. But he became sin. We must what? Become the righteousness of God. So we can start to, it says, I believe in uh, Ephesians 1, it says that be imitators of God, like good children. We, our kids imitate us for good and bad. I, sometimes I, you know, God is still working on me, and I, I, I have four kids, and sometimes my oldest kid sounds a lot like me when he's <laughs> correcting his little sisters, and, and then I, God says, that's you, isn't it? So God is looking at us like, you know, we all have a lot of, got a lot of room to grow. Amen? So we're talking about walking in the Spirit as opposed to walking in the flesh. I mean, the, it isn't the Spirit of God. You know, I work third shift, so my um, hours of being human are, are different than other people. So on Sunday, if I'm ever, I just want to put this out there, if I ever come across as rude, I'm not, I don't think I'm a rude person, but usually by the time I get out of church, I've been awake for 22 hours. So don't be offended by anything that I, that I say if I, you know what I mean? My wife says, you're really rude. I'm like, I'm doing my best, you know? <laughs> so, right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing a violin and saying, poor me. But everybody's got, you got to do what you got to do, amen? Um, but I was just going to say that the, we all know that it isn't the Spirit of God. Let's say a normal person would go to bed at 11 o'clock at night, if that's normal for you. It's not the Holy Spirit that says 10.30, hey, how about a big bowl of ice cream and put some nuts and bananas in? That's the flesh, obviously, right? So that's just one example. So how many know that the, the, the fruit of the Spirit is going to lead to these things? It's going to lead to love, joy, peace, patience. Goodness, and these are all things to aspire for. And the last one is self-control, and that's one thing. And this is off-topic a little bit, but as a father with my wife, we've decided that that's one gift we want to impart and try to exhibit is self-control. That tell our kids, you know, I don't want that. It's like, well, you're going to have to have self-control today. And our kids are pretty at that for the most part. Sometimes they get a little bit too much sugar, but we try to control that even, you know. So. We're supposed to walk by the Spirit. And one way to do that is, is another way of saying it, is to abiding in Him. Because if we abide in Him, we're going to imitate Him. We're going to know Him. In uh, Psalms 119, what is that? Okay, Psalm 119.11, there's just a short excerpt I'm going to say. It says, the word, your word I, have, I will treasure in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now, that's an important Thing, if you're going to try to please God, you have to walk by faith. It says, without faith, you cannot please him. And I know I'm kind of jumping all around. That's just my nature. But if, if you don't want to be imitating the devil and walking out the, the flesh, the things that cause death, you're going to have to spend some time in his word. And whatever you put in there is going to come out under pressure. If you have an an explosion, anytime I've had an explosion and screamed at my, my wife, which I don't know if I've done it maybe once in 12 years, I don't know. <laughs> but there's times I get frustrated with my kids and my volume could be a lot more uh, tame. But usually it's because I've let other things fester and fester. 
And I'm going to try to do my best. There's a guy that did this on YouTube a lot better than myself. So we'll see how this goes. Can everybody see this? Okay. And I'm not sure how, like I said, I'm not sure how this is going to go. But um, negative things, like I'm just going to talk about the difference between flesh and spirit. Negative things can fill you up, and these orange balls will represent that. When you're growing up, maybe you're the last kid picked for kickball. I didn't anticipate that. Maybe uh, you tried your best, and they said it, your best wasn't good enough. Maybe someone mistreated you in your marriage, or maybe you were the one who mistreated, and you got hurt, and there's repercussions from this. Maybe the devil's a liar, and every time you try to step forward, he says he's the accuser of the brethren. And you start carrying these weights. These things start to fill you up. And they start weighing you down. And, you know, these are filled with air, but just bear with me. And maybe uh, you lost a family member, and you're dealing with that. Maybe somebody abused you. You know, we have pe bad people in this world that take advantage of children. And, you know, Michigan is number two, I believe, in the States for abducted and uh, sex trafficking. So maybe somebody's missing a child today. Disappointment, fear, all these things that are not God. They're not of the spirit. Um, maybe a gamble, pornography. You guys all know. Immorality, sensuality. Maybe you're moved by liberals and conservatives. And you make, it, you make it bigger than it's supposed to be. I'm just saying, maybe, maybe you've got to, you're out of balance. But anyway, these things start filling up. Anger. Anybody else got something negative? No, nobody here, right? Alcoholism, suicide, depression. Discouragement is a good one. Yep, lying, cheating, stealing. All these things that fill us up. And we can't see through it like we used to. Because all this junk is in the way. Thank you. All right. So that's, that's how the, the human state is. And my kids talk a lot about, you know, they'll say, I'm trying to think of an example, but we, they talk a lot about the devil. Because they'll, they'll say something like, Something's dumb. It's like, that's not dumb. Only the devil's dumb, you know, in our house. So, but it seems like we talk about them all the time. It's like, but I think that as Christians, I, I was at a good opportunity as my kids were saying that yesterday. I was saying, they said, uh, why is the devil dead or is he alive? I said, well, he's not dead, but I said his, his power over us is limited once we realize his schemes. It says the devil uh, prowls the earth looking for a victim, basically, if I can say it that way. Um, but you don't have to be the victim. You can be wise to his, his schemes. And it says in uh, John 10.10, 10, the, the thief comes for three things, to steal, kill, and destroy. And it says, the next part says, but I came, this is Jesus talking, that you might have life in abundance to the full. This is the Amplified Version. That you might have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. If you don't have life in abundance to the full, that's the life of the Spirit. That's what God wants to take us to. If you have all these things in the way, and you're, I mean, even if you're born again, I'm talking about a born again believer, still having all this baggage, all this stuff, 
but you're here at church, so that tells me one thing. Hopefully you're a, a child of God. If not, we can remedy that in a minute. So, this is the presence of God. This is the things of the Spirit. Okay? Okay, we're going to go to church. We're going to start reading our Bible once a week, twice a week. Well, bear with me. It's like, well, nothing's happening. Start reading my Bible a little bit more. Nothing's really, okay. Went to church, hallelujah. Nothing's really. But if you start staying faithful, and like Sandy was saying when the Lord spoke to her, she said, you know, if you shrink not and you just keep, you know, it says, if you're faithful in the small things, you can be, you're going to have more and more. He can bless you with more and more. If you're, if you're just faithful, just come to church. Oh, it's snowing outside. So what? Get in your car. Go to church. Here, stuff starts falling off. Okay? You keep hearing the word. Maybe you get involved in some of the, the side. Uh, see, some stuff just needs to fall all the way off. <laughs> you don't even need to see it anymore. But as we, as we just imitate God and we continue to be faithful, pour in his word. It says his word is living water. Amen? So if we drink of his water, we won't thirst again. Okay, now from the back, if somebody's far in the back, and they're, you know, because we all uh, create fruit in our life, good or bad, what do you see from the back there, Tom? Do you see the orange balls or do you see more water? Yeah. This is a lukewarm Christian. They're going to church. They're like, you know, I'm up there. I say, God is good. All the time. All the time, God is good. And you know what to say. You know how to walk through the hoops. And like, woo. And then you get home and you're like, that was good, but now I just feel empty. Oh, yeah, the positive, yeah. There you go. Well, that's good. It's good to have a, a positive, optimistic attitude. But if we just continue to pour his word into us and to continue reading the word and going to church and doing the small things, they start falling off. And eventually, I'm going to help it a little bit. Eventually, we're full of God, right? And things still can come up in our life, right? Fear. Maybe you get a bunch of bills or um, how many years ago did we move here? 2010? We, we moved here in 2010 and left a job at Michigan State University with a pension and everything. Um, but we felt God wanted us here. And this is where our family's at and we're glad we did. But soon after that, took a job four months later. I got, oops, see? It can't, can't stick. We got the word. But, but anyway, we got a bad report. So we ended up Losing our house, bankruptcy, uh, foreclosure. But have you noticed some of these things? They can't get us. They're on the surface. Yeah. And the devil's like, stay down there. Come on, receive, receive my word. But we don't have to. We don't have to let the devil's word get rooted in our hearts. Yeah. Instead, we need to continue. I got more, so we can do this again. Because how many know that God... <laughs> Get out of there. God is unlimited in what he can do in our life. So the point of this whole thing is that we, we need to continually fill our, ourselves up with the word 
the washing of the water and the word. Um, I don't have a garden. We're talking about getting one maybe next spring. But how many know that you know you got to pull the weeds out once in a while? But in our own life, we don't have to let the weeds get into us. As soon as, as, soon as those thoughts come, I think it's in Second uh, Corinthians, and I don't want to misquote it. Okay, second, yeah, Second Corinthians 10, 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we, the believer, are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. God does not take the thoughts captive. That's our responsibility. There's things that he tells us to do. Um, one of the biggest words in the Bible is the word if. You hear me? If. And I believe I have it here somewhere, and I'm not finding it. But if you will. What's that? Well, if you abide in him, you know. And if you'll take the first step, you know. What's that? That's not it. But, oh, that's good. He'll raise them up. If I propose to my wife, on, when the sun's just perfect, she might say yes, right? But if you don't. Sure. Right. So it's a process, too. I want to let you know that when I, was, when I was first born again and seeking the Lord, I went up front thinking, wow, somebody's going to pray over me, and my mind's just going to be renewed. You know, wouldn't that be great? But it says in uh, Romans 12, 2, it says, uh, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind to prove the good, acceptable will of God. Well, we don't know the will of God unless we spend time with him in fellowship, reading his word, and I've just been... I've been a little dry lately, I'll be honest. I've been, you get busy, like I said, you get some weight, you know, and then if you don't put any word in there, they can start adding up. So, I don't know, just the other day I was out, something about the snow when it falls, I just feel closer to the Lord. I know maybe I'm just a natural born youper, but I just, I just started saying, you know, like the songs say, Father, you are good. Thank you, Lord, that you are so good. And we just have to have this fellowship and, and communion with him. He desires that we have a relationship. In uh, Philippians 2.12, it says for us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That doesn't mean that we're not going to heaven necessarily. It means, as far as I can perceive, it's the same thing as renewing your mind. Because once you receive Christ, Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says if you believe on the Lord, you shall be saved. 
right? It comes with confessing and believing in your heart that Jesus raised from the dead. We're, we're engrafted. We're sitting at the, he- in the right hand of God in heaven. We're already there. In the spirit, one-third of us is there. So God's saying, what are you going to do with your mind, which is your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions? We can renew our mind, like we were talking about. Be not conformed, but transformed by the word, the washing of the water. And in John 4, talking about water, it says, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give shall never thirst, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. And those of us that know, how many know that salvation is, is, is a free gift? We don't have to do anything. It's, we're saved by grace through faith. And I just want to say, the same goes for the gifts of the Spirit. I, I was uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues by faith through grace. I didn't do anything to deserve it. All I did was heard somebody preach, preach on it, and then I heard hundreds of people in this auditorium doing it. And I said, well, God, it, you have no favorites. I'm just one of your kids. So that's how faith came for me to receive it. So I just want to let you know that, that that's a well that can spring up from within you when you receive the gift, and you, and you have control, just like I had control when I was pouring this up. I could stop. You know, we, we, can, we can turn it on, just like a hose or this. I can say, the Holy Spirit isn't taking my tongue right now. But if I say, well, stopped. The Holy Ghost doesn't take over your body. Okay, just, just to clarify, we have a will. And when we pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit, I don't even know, this wasn't part of the message, but I just want somebody to, to hear this, that when we pray in tongues, the devil doesn't know what you're saying. But we, sometimes, of course, yes, it's a heavenly language, and there's times that, that we pray for things that we don't know. God is touching somebody in another country or somebody that we... So just saying, pray in tongues and in English. Be free, amen? So we need to be faithful in the little things. And we need to be, oh, this, I'm sorry, I found the scripture I was talking about. The one I was looking for was the big if, was Isaiah 1, 19. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the best of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Many times in, in Proverbs, there's a yang and a yang. There's a positive, if, if you will uh, give, give, and it should be given unto you, right? If God loves a cheerful giver, if we're giving to the Lord, it says that he'll give back to us, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I know I'm mixing up two scriptures, but there's another side to it. Don't give, right? So God is not up here saying, you have to give, and don't anybody feel condemned if you don't give in the offering regularly. God loves a cheerful giver, and uh, I just don't want anybody to be compelled by anything but love, Okay? Because God is, God is going to put it upon your heart, what you should do. And you've got to be faithful with what he calls you to do. Yeah. Amen? Because there's things that we could do that maybe we shouldn't do. And as we, we develop and we grow, everybody's in, on a... When I was going to Bible college years and years ago, he was saying that we're, we all start out here and as, in our walk with the Lord as, as Christian, we, we take a step towards him. Sometimes we fall back, but we're... If we keep our eyes fixed upon him, the author and finisher of our faith, we're going to get there, amen? 
So I just want to encourage you. I'm not going to keep you a whole lot longer. I want to encourage you that we need to start walking by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you're not hearing the word of God, start getting plugged in. Start reading your Bible once a, once a day. Um, there's a guy I follow on YouTube, and, and he's a Christian guy. He's into uh, military guns and stuff, which I'm kind of into too. And, but one of the things that he, he, was, he just started a new thing, and he said, if you can just like get up, read your Bible, even if it's for 20 minutes or 10 minutes, whatever you can do, and he said, workout. He said, some days he'll do a, a big workout. If, if nothing else, make yourself do 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, whatever. And then spend some time, he said, spending time with God, not only praying and talking to God, but spending time quiet. Because the Holy Spirit is the, uh, the quiet voice. He's, the, the devil likes to pull and likes to push and prod, and, and the Holy Spirit leads you in peace. So I just want to encourage you guys to keep pressing, running the race, and don't look back. And when thing, things try to come against you, you know, and one more thing I, I just remembered, because I did steal this from a guy on YouTube, and one of the things just remembered, those of you who have, who have husband or wife or a positive uh, Christian brother or sister, that's what they're here for. Sometimes my wife will be like, you know, you've got a little, little edge today with the kids, you know? And we can be that for each other. And, and hopefully I don't have a quick response, you know? It's, it's <laughs> you know, but I, I can also say to, sometimes to her, like, hey, you know, don't worry about how clean the house is. Let's just play with the kids. So that's something that we all have our own little obsession stuff and then things that we like to spend time doing. So that's what we can do. When we see something in a brother, and try to do it in a positive light. Don't say, hey, man, you're, uh, you're pretty bogue to your kids. You might say, hey, man, uh, have you ever thought about trying this? Instead of uh, being negative, praise them for the positive things. Amen. So that's what I have today. I just want to encourage you guys to stay full of, full of God, stay in the spirit, and when you walk after him, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for encouraging us and challenging us today to walk closer with you, Lord. We thank you that you are a God of communion, of fellowship, God, that you're not just up in heaven, just cracking down every time that we make a mistake. Father, we thank you that we are all on a, on a path, uh, that we all have our own journey with you, God. And I just pray every person here today would be encouraged to step out and do what you've called them to do, but they'd find that you give them opportunity to find uh, more time to spend with you, God. And as they, they honor you and they, they step forward and take that step, Lord, that they will see the, the true benefit and they will be blessed, God. And we just want to dedicate this week to you, God. And thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.